0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Bite of D&D, where we add flavor to your games and campaigns. This is Micah, and sitting two hours south of me is my co-host Zach. How's it going, guys? So this is the first time that we've had a setup where we can record things kind of from a distance, should allow us to be a little bit more consistent and everything for you guys. So hopefully this goes as smoothly as some of our others. But, as far as the episode is concerned today, what we wanted to talk about were the Abishai. And, Zach, what exactly are the Abishai?
1: Well, so, this, if you've been listening to us for the past couple weeks where we gave our review on Toma foes, you know that we were really excited to talk about this new devilry. And so we decided we'd just go ahead and, and get this episode up and out of the way. They are a new type of devil, but they also have flavoring of dragon. As well, you can find them on page 160 through 163 of Tome of Foes. The, the, the shorter, condensed answer to what they are is they are what happens to a mortal that is favored by Tiamat and is more than likely worshipping Tiamat when they die. At that point, Tiamat can transform them into a dragon devil And they kind of fill her ranks of infantry.
0: What I thought was particularly fascinating about these guys is because they're not new creatures. But as I was flipping through here, there's nothing about them really in Horde of the Dragon Queen or rise of tiamat which are her specific campaign books so if you're going back through those uh maybe picking up for the first time or revisiting it these guys would be a really cool addition that you could sprinkle in there to give it just that little bit more of a the tiamat touch do
1: you remember what
0: the ending
1: cr is of those adventures I'm pretty uh, I know it's not 20. I've
0: got the um, books in front of me. Let me double check.
1: 15. 15. Uh, yeah, so, you, yeah, you could you could hypothetically have all these guys in your adventure. Obviously, some of them are a little bit high, but I think even at level 15, you should be able to take I mean, on
0: a, a red abishai could definitely be a a fairly big obstacle at Sierra 19, but you get some pretty radical loot throughout those adventures, so not really yeah. too big of a deal, I think. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead
1: and kind of delve into why are we excited about these. You kind of start us off. Give us, give me a couple pointers for why these guys are so cool.
0: Well, first and foremost, at least for me, uh, I know we when we did our last overview and just kind of a brief overview on what we're excited for when it came to this book was I was really excited about the cults in the beginning and the different Mm. boons and stuff they could do. And Tiamat uses these Abishai really to help run the different cults that she controls, to bring more people into her cause. And I think they make really cool cult leaders, assassins, figureheads within those forces Mm. That really helped flesh out that aspect of your game. I like that. I like, if I'm
1: thinking of something right out the gate, the thing that drew me to them is the incredible artwork. If you were listening last week, you heard Zach Francis talking about the art in this book. And these guys just look fantastic. And the reason that they drew me, if you look back to older editions, because the Abishai have been around since the first edition, But if you look back in older editions, a lot of them maybe had tiny characteristics of dragon, but mainly they look like devils. And if you're looking at at the characters in this book, you see that mainly they look like dragons, and then they have some traits maybe of devils. That's just such a completely different take on them that is just so fascinating. And it allows, you know, we already have a couple different humanoid dragons but I think that there's still room for that sort of thing. Certainly more room there for growth than we have in the devil arena, I would say. So that that's something that got me really excited right out the gate, is just their overall appearance has been updated.
0: When uh-huh. as far as that goes, they're pretty radical. I feel like turn from what most of our other humanoid dragonish races are like. Mm. They definitely have those devil aspects bleeding through, and I think you see a lot of that just in the proportions of their limbs. Oh um, yeah, they've got some pretty gnarly stuff going on with their arms and legs, and it just gives them that extra little feel that they're not the same in the same vein as like your half dragons and your dragonborn. Right. I I completely agree as far
1: as that goes. They're way more dragon and devil than humanoid. But they do have that tinge of that throughout. What's something else that we like about them right out the
0: gate? Well, for me, it's really just how much variety really is within them. It'd be really easy to slap a different color on these guys, beef up the stats along with the CR a little bit, and go, all right, good enough. That's not what happens here. They all have pretty distinct personalities and abilities that really makes them stand out from one another and that's pretty sweet the black one's kind of the assassin blue you've got a a caster in that green is a little bit more of just a a powerhouse maybe a a more of a commander uh, deceitful it's meant to be the the face of tiamat maybe a little bit more sure and then the red one is this terrifying commander that can even bend dragons to its will (laughs) and if it's a chromatic dragon a dragon that's already more aligned with evil it has disadvantage on that save so it could really turn a fight pretty quickly
1: yeah i really like you know the first thing i as i was reading through their stats you know you got the you got these i guess we should go ahead and say that For those of you who don't have the book, there's five colors, black and white, red and blue and green. And um, that kind of reminded me of things like the elementals from the Monster Manual and how you have a lot of variety there within a certain type of species. But the thing that's really great about this that you didn't get in in the Monster Manual, in the Monster Manual, you have four elementals. All four of them are large. All four of them have very specific immunities and resistances and this, that, and the other. And then all four of them are challenge rating five, which means that for DMs who really don't get excited about home ruining their monsters, you've got one narrow range where you could really encounter a lot of elementals. And then at higher levels, you don't really have that opportunity anymore. And at lower levels, you don't have that opportunity at all. So you just kind of have this window of a chance to have an elemental in your world. And I never really liked that. I wish that they could have said, hey, here's here's an elemental at second level, a CR2 and a CR5, a CR10 and a CR14. I think that would have been cool. And I've always wished that. So when it came to these Abishai, it's really great that you have everything from a CR6 to a CR19 19. is yeah. 19. Yeah, so, I mean, you still don't have that low level, but I think that's
0: fine. Their lower. Well, it's kind of itself. like our rant we went on with the uh, Drow, drow yeah. when we did our overview, how there shouldn't be a half CR Drow. If you're going to gain the favor of Tiamat, I don't think you should have anything. Really, I think a CR 6 is about right for what I think I the minimum sort of level or threat you would have to be to gain the respect of Tiamat in some small way. would Absolutely. Yeah, that, I mean, as far as a selling point,
1: that's item number one for me, is that there's some thought given here, obviously, to not just lore, but also how you can, you know, how they can provide us with additional opportunities to add these guys into our campaign at a variety of levels. And so, yeah, I'm just really, really excited about that. There's, and while we're talking about lore, I guess I really appreciate in this in Tome of Foes how each color gets its own paragraph talking about what that dragon's purpose is within, or what that Abishai's purpose is within the army. That's huge because each one of them does have a slightly different purpose, and you know, at a high level, what that's going to allow you to do is have a reason why your party might fight let's say, three black dragons, black Abishai, and, and a red. And not only is it make for an interesting fight, but it also makes sense lore-wise. And you have a better understanding of how those characters would interact. You kind of have the idea that if you have a blue Abishai in there, that he's going to be a caster and he's going to be at the back and he's going to behave differently than this white, this, that, and the other. And I think that by letting us know up front these details about how these characters creatures are different from one another and how they act different i think we have a lot better opportunity to use them it's again i go back to something and elementals aren't as fair because they don't have a lot of traits but tell me how a earth elemental acts differently than a fire elemental acts differently than a water elemental i don't think you can it's just they're all kind of there they element differently exactly And I think that if you would have just had um, in this book, if you just said Abishai, there's five colors and they serve Tiamat, go for it. I don't think that most DMs would have taken the time to
0: kind of hierarchy them out like we have here in the book. No, there's a definitely a lot of good filler information to give these guys some flesh. What I actually liked was kind of some of the generic text above that about just the Abishai in general. Oh, um, yeah. And what I thought was interesting is that though they are devils, they kind of get their own hierarchy, their own chain of command. They don't really fall within the normal structure. And that's because one, Tiamat is just so incredibly powerful on her own. One of the highest ranking devils, if not the highest ranking devil at CR 30. I don't know if her stat block is anywhere else besides Rise of Tiamat, but she's pretty crazy. And so they mention that while other Lords of hell and other uh, high-ranking demons could technically command them to do things they're terrified to do so because <laughs> tiamat herself is already a terrible person to potentially cross but mm-hmm. as is the only other one who can really just do what he wants with them as he kind of outranks everything and while tiamat is scary if they happen to try to take over command of one while they're following as Modius's orders, they are definitely just being destroyed, killed, done. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of gives them this cool aspect where they are their own agents. Mm-hmm. They don't really answer to anyone besides the two highest-ranking devils within the, those realms.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let's go
1: in a little bit to the stat blocks for these guys i know we've touched on that they they have different abilities and some of them are casters and some of them aren't but let's go in so we talked about all of them have certain damage resistances few damage immunities and condition immunities this that and the other but are there any unique abilities that these guys have that you really thought were interesting
0: well First of all, and this isn 't necessarily unique; they all have this one, but they all have devil's sight. You cannot hide from them mm-hmm. magical darkness or not. they can see you and the black Abishai especially utilizes that a popular combo for players using either the rogues or like the uh, the shadow monks is to maybe take a couple of level of Warlock or some other way to gain access to uh, the Darkness spell, but also the Invocation to Grant Devil Sight so that you can give disadvantage to your enemies, give yourself advantage on attacks, and the Black Abishai t- turns that around on your players. It is an assassin. It gets in there, it, it drops darkness and puts everyone in a panic and just starts cutting people apart so that guy i i liked especially as far as that goes and then i found the green abishai especially interesting just because it's meant to be more of a representative it's meant to be more of the the coy deceptive one and despite it being incredibly powerful i found it interesting that a cr15 like that was so heavily structured around deceit. They've got confusion, dominate person, uh, mass suggestion as spells, all of which are pretty powerful things for disrupting a group. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I got a big kick out of the
1: white Abishai because they're presented as kind of these shock troops of the army. And they have two abilities that I think really drive that home. And I'm always excited when creatures' abilities match their flavor text. So the first one, Um, is one that you might have seen in other creatures before, but it's reckless, and it can gain... It's basically like a, a reckless attack by a barbarian. It can attack with advantage for that round, but then any attacks on it have advantage. I do like that they thought to put that in there. But then, not only do we get that, but we get like this added viciousness with vicious reprisal, which I think is the coolest idea, and it gives me such a cool visual right out the gate. And the idea is that it's a reaction... And if you take, if it takes damage, it immediately makes a bite attack against a random creature within five feet. And if there isn't a creature within five feet, it moves up to half its speed towards an enemy with no attacks of opportunity. So to me, that's just this like it allows me as a DM to show you how vicious these guys are. By it's almost like I love that it's a reaction because and that it's almost like a legendary action, like a lesser version of a legendary action, and that you're giving it this added attack. But I could see it like like it, it says it's against a random creature, so it could snap out against the
0: other white Abishai that's right next to it. Well, it's just uh-huh. one of those things to highlight that these guys, while they're not... Stupid. When they get into battle, they are the the frenzy troops. They get worked up into kind of a battle rage, just like you would, like you mentioned with the barbarian, and would they just react to the pain? They react to the fight, and they just lash out at whatever is closest. And I, I I like that. I agree. Yeah. Something else
1: that I noted on all of these that I thought was really great, and that those of you who don't have the book might not know, is that they all have a fly speed. They all have wings, which Again, for the higher-level ones, it's kind of like, okay, well, that's fine. Everybody has flight at that point. But for the 5th and 6th CR, or 6th and
0: 7th CR ones, that's going to be a little bit different. Your party may not have flight yet, or maybe they only have a couple means of doing so. And flight definitely puts these guys at a, a higher threat level than their CR, I think, would normally indicate. Yeah, especially like you have this white... Abishai shock troop
1: guy, and if he or this bl- or the black one that's the assassin, your back line wizard isn't in the back line anymore with these guys. They can simply hop over the barbarian or whatever, and they have a 40 foot fly speed, so they're moving faster than you are. And if your wizard is in the back row, he's going to be face to face with one of these creatures pretty quickly.
0: But at the same time, they don't have a Hover speed, so it could be a good time to bust out some non-traditional combat methods and pull out some nets and things, and see what sort of uh, solutions your players can come up with to that threat. Mm Hmm. Mm Hmm.
1: So I think that as far as implementing them into your game, I don't think that you're going to have much of a difficulty. You have the devil angle, you have the dragon angle, you have multiple levels of CR, you have multiple different types and varieties. To make them the mid-tier baddie or mid-tier boss that that you might need, so I think that the the story possibilities
0: are unlimited yeah, as far as these guys go. there's a lot of options there. I mean, they're also a good way to bring in a new plot hook. Maybe your party thinks they have figured out what's going on, and suddenly an Abishai is on the scene. And you don't know if they're part of the current issue, if they've been manipulating things behind the scenes, leading into a bigger threat. Or maybe it's it's a red herring. Maybe another high-ranking devil took the risk. Maybe they sent these guys out on a whim of their own, and Tiamat and Asmodeus are not even a part of that situation. But these guys can do a lot of cool stuff, and they're always going to be pretty terrifying when they show up, I think.
1: Absolutely. And if you're doing something that's not in the Forgotten Realms, if you have your own homebrew world or whatnot, I think these guys can be incredible
0: they companions. They so many yeah. gaps to anything else in your worlds. Like within the Forgotten Realms, they have kind of their set thing. But if you're using these in your own games, there's so many different routes. I feel like you could go with them. Yeah, if you have a dragon, I imagine if you had an adult
1: white dragon. These white Abishai would be perfect guards for that creature and and not that that can happen in the forgotten realms setting as well but i i would love that aspect of them being tied to a dragon of their corresponding color and you know the other thing that we haven't talked about is especially with the homebrew angle all it would take is a two second tweak and you could turn the red dragon into a cr6 or the white dragon into a cr19 so it 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 just takes changing a few immunities and you're good to go. So you could flavor these guys however you wanted for your own setting pretty instantaneously.
0: Yep. Is there anything else uh, you want to cover on these guys? I think that's pretty much it. I would definitely recommend any of you with the book, to check these guys out. Come up with a situation you can use them in because I think they are particularly interesting. The fact that they are... One hundred percent classified as devils, not dragons, is kind of a unique thing that could disrupt what your players are expecting mechanic-wise on mm-hmm. stuff like favorite enemy and stuff like that, and it, it can definitely bring in some shock value there for them as they realize it's they're not necessarily what they appear to be. Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, I think that about covers it so we'll catch you guys next time if there's anything else you would like to add to this conversation or for us to go over feel free to holler at us yep we're always looking for ideas all right catch you next time later